this episode we recap the Cardinals and Marlins series, preview the next one against the Nationals, and talk about the Jason Hayward news. Welcome back to the Cubs Win Podcast, and it is a good day. Very good day. Uh, we'll get to the good stuff in just a minute, but before we'll quickly go over the Cardinals and the Marlins games. I'm watching fat people do the sexy back dance. I'm sad about it. Wow. More random things. All yes. right. Uh, so the Cardinals series didn't go well. We should have won one game in that series, and it was the game. Let's see. How did this go? Okay, the first game Two. we lost like six nothing. That was bad. Keegan Thompson yep. was bombed. Uh. It was after the trade deadline. And, um, yeah. So we lost to Wainwright, and Keegan Thompson was bombed and all that. So then the next day, it was a rainout. So then the final day, we had a doubleheader. So we had a game at noon, and then we had a game at night. And the game during the day, we should have won because we were up 3 nothing in the seventh inning, and Marcus Stroman was cruising. And then he ran into trouble. He gave up back-to-back homers, and David Ross didn't pull him for some reason. And then before you knew it, the game was tied. And then, of course, the Cardinals went on to win the game. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was very predictable. Then at night, the Cubs were down 2-1 to one or 2 nothing or something like that. And then uh, they tied the game. And then they proceeded, the guy that they got off waivers from the Giants proceeded to give up a three-run oh, homer. Irvin Castro. Who, uh, who actually slotted in on a top 30 prospect list for uh, MLB I Pipeline. Fuck that happened, but um, anyway. Yeah, he gave up a three-run home run to Tyler O'Neill, who isn't the Tyler O'Neill from last year. He is bad. Um... But, yeah, the Cubs lost. And they should have won one game in that series at least. And it was the 3 nothing lead in the seventh that bothered me. That was the game we should have won. Marcus Stroman was dominating the Cardinals through six innings. Then he gave up a home run in the seventh. And then they gave up another home run. And that's when you pull him. <laughs> That's any public. Yeah. Holy hell. I just I feel like the Cubs would maybe have a few more wins this year if David Ross wasn't the manager, but here we are. Sadness. And instead we got swept. Which is awful. Um Nick Goal yeah. has walked twice tonight, which is his first two walk game of his entire career. He's turning things around since coming off the IL, it looks like. I guess. Um, all right. Uh, then the Marlins series came around, and game one. Yes, we actually won a series. We actually did. And this is we the did. one. Oh, God, I'm yawning. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Um, all right, yeah. So, game one, it looks like we were going to lose one nothing. Wilson Contreras, his first game back at Wrigley Field since... Uh, the Pirates series where he got a standing ovation and all that, and he came up in the eighth inning and had a go-ahead two-run homer to give the Cubs a two-to-one win. So kind of a storybook ending there. Very nice. Yeah. Game two, uh, 
the Cubs. One of the rare clutch moments he's had. Yeah, rare clutch moment from Wilson. Um, game two. What am I thinking? Oh, uh, Simmons is for the first game. Oh, that's so. right. That's right. Thankfully. The Cubs are. Oh, holy fuck! I'm asleep. Um, the Cubs are uh, finally cutting ties with all the terrible players so far. Uh, they've cut yeah. Simmons. They got rid of VR a while ago, and now today, they well, we'll get to this later. But they came out and said, "Hey, we're gonna no longer be with the team." So this is good. Um, this means that maybe they'll compete next year. But anyway, the Marlins series. Um, let's see. Why am I not remembering how this series went? Because I was, I actually paid attention to this series. Let's see. Okay. Uh, oh, we yeah, shut them out. The second game. That's right. It was on national TV. We shut them out for nothing. Drew Smiley pitched well because of course he did because you know. We didn't yeah. trade him, and now he's pitching well, and it's like, oh my god, we could have probably traded him for something, but we didn't. He pitched into the seventh inning. He allowed uh, no runs on five hits, one walk, and struck out four. Uh, Mark Leader Jr. came out of the pen and finished him off with one strikeout over two and a third innings. It's kind of cool, I guess. One strikeout in three innings. Um, <laughs> PJ, Hig- PJ Higgins went deep. Hap had a two-hit day. Nico Horner went three for four. And he's hitting just under 300 now. As his breakout continues. Uh, Wilson Contreras had an RBI. Horner had an RBI. And then you had Higgins with the home run. And, um, yeah, well, hold on. And then Morrell had a run scored on something. So, yeah, yeah P.J. Higgins has been surprisingly good this year. Yeah, he's actually, like last year, he was like the guy that, he was like Martin Maldonado. He couldn't hit. And now he's doing all right. So, yeah, he anyway. just hooked that one around the foul pole for a home run. He's got. Yeah, he's got four of them. Yeah, four. He's got like an 880 OPS or something. Okay. Interesting. Uh, well, game two was postponed for a few hours, and then the Cubs just decided they weren't going to play baseball this day. Uh, they lost 3 nothing. They got two hits. Uh, Adrian Sampson pitched well, I guess. He only gave up uh, three runs, which is all you can ask for, honestly, from Adrian Sampson. Um, and they walked one person. This is a quality start, and they failed to do anything at all. They got they gave up two homers. So. They got well, yeah, but it's Adrian Sampson. So, um, Jan Gomes, one hit. Oh, he's been, he's actually Gold been solid this year, but he's has zero wins. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Often Bad luck. I, look, I might be going to the Cubs game tomorrow, actually. If my friend will respond to me. <laughs> Say hi to Juan Soto. Oh, wait. Let's see if we can... Oh, oh yeah, and then Juan Soto is no longer with him because um, he got traded to the to the uh, Padres. All right, so I'm still yawning. So if you want to say anything now, you can. Those are the series now, leading up to the now. Yeah, I'm tired. Uh, well, I guess we do have to do this. Nationals game one.
This guy, Hector Gomez, just randomly tweeted out, Starling Marte, 138 homers, 142 hit by pitch. <laughs> that's it. That's the end of the tweet. I guess that's his career numbers. Everything you just said, I couldn't hear because it got cut. Oh, okay. This guy, Hector Gomez, randomly tweeted, Starling Marte, 138 home runs, 142 hit by pitch. <laughs> That's it. I don't know what point he's trying to make, but all right. <laughs> what? Okay. Game two. Uh, Paulo Espino versus Marcus Stroman. Uh, Marcus Stroman wins because I don't know who the hell is pitching for the Nationals. Uh, I think the Cubs win seven to five. It's a weird game. I I feel. Seven to five. I'll say Cubs win four to two. Okay. <sighs> game three: Justin Steele and Josiah Gray. Uh. Justin Steele and who? Josiah Gray. Oh, yeah. The guy from the Dodgers. Okay. Uh, Cubs win. Uh, Cubs win 2-1. to one. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'll say Cubs win. Josiah Gray gives up 2.4 home runs per nine innings. So. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. So 800 OPS against. No. Been the same for this year and last year, so it's kind of concerning for them, I guess. But Oh, well. Maybe he'll pick it up. Okay, um, so that's that's the only games for the uh, national series. After that, we'll have Field of Dreams. So we'll oh do God. that. Talk about what a that great next one. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna make what's his name? What's his name? The guy in the Field of Dreams. Actor. Uh, forget. <laughs> I'm not proceeding until I find out who this was. Hold on. Um, what was his name? Oh my god. Alright, wait, hold on. We're putting the podcast on hold for a second here to find out the Field of Dreams acting. Yeah. Um, Kevin Costner. Oh, yes, Kevin Costner. Yeah. If Kevin Costner is going to have to give that same speech that he gave last year and then watch, like, <laughs> Rafael Ortega walk out of the corn stalks. <laughs> oh my god. It's going to be great. Here comes Kevin Costner to give the great speech. And now for the teams in question. Here we have Rafael Ortega. Now, if this was last week, I would have said, like, here comes Andrelton Simmons. Yeah, yeah, here comes Brandon. Hughes. Like, all the stars on the Cubs. Who do we have on the Reds? Yeah, we have a uh, 
Joey Votto, the Loving Fossil. We have uh, uh, someone else. Oh, we have Tommy Pham. No, we don't. We traded him to the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be great. The highlight of the the highlight the highlight of the night will be that speech. Hopefully, we win. Uh, we'll we'll cross that road when we get there. I guess cross the rope. Um, cross the corn. I guess. Oh, I think a guy's but... falling in the pool. Yes. No, he's not. He didn't fall in the pool. He landed. God. Well, I guess got a couple other things here to talk about. The Cubs picked up Fran Mill Reyes off waivers from Cleveland. He's been having a not so good season, I believe, around a 600 OPS. But you make it, it makes you wonder if he's injured or something because every other year he's been a well above average hitter in the league. So, you know, it could be. What's happening? Again? All right. There's like a bunch of people over here. All right, hold on. I can't. I can't mute the damn thing. That's how I got kicked. I got kicked because like every time I try to mute my microphone, it automatically ends the podcast. So I'm just like over here trying not to laugh. Okay. Yes. So Fernando Reyes, um, from the Guardians. Uh, some of you might recognize the name. He was a prominent power hitter with Cleveland uh, the past few years before this year. This year he's had some injuries, and also he's just been striking out a lot more uh, than he did last year, and the power numbers have been down. Um, last year he had 30 home runs. This year he only has nine, but I think obviously, like I said, he's been injured. Uh so he struck out 32% of the time last year, and now he's striking out 37% of the time this year. Uh, but he had a 125 WRC plus uh, last year. So he's kind of one of those players where it's like, you know, there's like no risk here. The money is very small, you know. So if yeah. it doesn't work and out, Cubs can get rid of him. And if it works out, great. But yeah. yeah, even if it doesn't work out, he's still arbitration eligible for next year. So he could. Give him another shot next year if they wanted to. Yeah, you could. For cheap. You could. It, it honestly just depends on if the Cubs want to contend next year. Um, we did. Oh, see... he'd be on the roster anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. We did see another report today, though, uh, from Ken Rosenthal. We've had – there have been discussions from uh, MLB executives and writers over the past few months. I think it was back in June. We uh, heard a report that said the Cubs were going to go after Xander Bogarts in the offseason or something. And then um, now today, in August, uh, Rosenthal has he, – he was uh, in an article with The Athletic. He said, um, I expect the Cubs to go after one of the free agent shortstops in the offseason. So that's a lot of people now saying, like, oh, yeah, the Cubs are going to get a star shortstop. So – um, I don't really know what to make of that, to be honest, because it's like, that'd be great, but then again, how much could they possibly know about what the Cubs are going to do in the offseason? Like, how would they have any indication of that? Is that just, like, are they just looking at the Cubs and they say, oh, yeah, the, the Cubs need a shortstop, or are they actually hearing things? I don't know. That'd be fun. Correa, Turner, Bogarts, maybe. 
Jed did draft Bogart, or no, um, yeah, Jed drafted Bogarts back in 2009 with Theo Epstein in Boston, so that'd be kind of cool. Um, is the youngest one. Curry has to opt out, which he probably will, but, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I would like, um, Turner, I think. Yes, I've said this before, but... I'd like him because of his willingness to play second base because we really don't want to make Nico out of shortstop. He's been an above-average hitter and an elite defender so at shortstop, so no reason to move him out of that spot. Yeah, uh, Nico's been good at shortstop, too. He's also elite at second base defensively. So you have yeah, that. shortstop. Defense matters. Shortstop defense, of course, is more important. Yeah. You always put your best defender at shortstop. Um, mm-hmm. But that's see, I was thinking about that too, and I thought, yeah, we want to keep Nico at shortstop, and if the Cubs go after a free agent shortstop, the thing is that those guys, just because the Cubs are in where they the position that they are, where they're like you know toward the bottom of the standings and kind of in the middle of a rebuild, retool, I don't know what you want to call it. Um, it's not as severe as, like, the Washington Nationals rebuild, but they're not contending. Um, I, I have a feeling all those guys are obviously not going to sign here unless they're reassured you will play shortstop. Like, just how, like, Trevor Story didn't sign with Boston – Unless before they told him you will play second base, I think it's kind of like that. Like they're, they're not going to sign here and do an Alex Rodriguez thing, where they say, "Oh yeah, I can play third base." Uh, they're going to want to play short. Um, but who knows? I I don't know. Maybe it's different. Maybe one of them has the attitude of like, "Hey, I'll move wherever you want. Just give me the money and all that." I think that was kind of what Carlos Correa said last year. He said, "Oh, I'll play anywhere. Just you know." Uh, third base or shortstop, I, you know, he was just kind of like, oh, I just want the money. So, yeah, Correa's having a good year, Turner's having a good year, Bogarts is having a good year. Um, great options. Then you have Nico already, and then you have Morel, who could play shortstop or anywhere. center field. I know he's not great in center, and second base is a good spot for him, but you, know, you got a good mix of infielders here. Um, yeah, plus all the prospects that will be coming up in the next few years. Yes, yeah. Uh, that's also why I thought they might want to go after a shortstop, just because, you know, you have Christian Hernandez and Nico, uh, but outside of that, that is kind of it. Uh, Preciado's mm-hmm. hurt or something. Hernandez also hasn't been, like, lighting up the Arizona Complex League. I mean, he's only, like, 17, so. Triantos as well. Triantos, yeah, he's an A-ball. Um, so, I, I mean, you need veterans, and if the Cubs yeah. are trying to get back to competing as quickly as possible, I say, go for I it. say if, so, now my view on it is, if Reyes doesn't work out, and you aren't going to extend him to be your future DH. And I would say have Contreras be most most of the time DH and go out and sign a good defensive catcher, even if he's not 
great offensively and add them like eight or ninth just so, you know, it can be better for the pitching as well. Yeah. Um, so that would probably be my main priority as well as getting a pitcher. Priority? Pitching? Pitching and defensive catcher. Yeah, well, there will be a lot of defensive catchers on the market. Yes. You'll have uh, Christian Vasquez. He's um, who I'd want because he's good offensively, too. Yeah, yeah, he's with Houston <laughs> right now. Um, that's so weird. I always thought I'm still picturing him like with the Red Sox. Yeah, Vasquez, I feel like the, uh, you have um, Zunino, the difference maker. Uh, he, oh. It's like from a video game. So, yeah, um, he's, he's not a difference maker, but. Okay. Um, he's kind of. Yeah. He's injured. He's also not doing well this year. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, and then you have Higgins. I don't know how good he is defensively. Yeah. Awesome Hedges. Yeah. Yeah. He can. Great defender, not so great offensively, but he can put up a fair amount of homers. So. Did we already talk about the Hayward thing? Uh, no, not yet. Okay, so as we already said, what the hell am I looking at? Uh, yeah, all right. As we already said, Jason Hayward was cut loose, or not cut loose, but Judd Hoyer told the media today that in the winter time after this season is over, Jason Hayward will be cut from the Cubs. The Cubs will let him go with one year and just uh, 184, uh, one year left on his eight-year, $184 million contract that he signed prior to the 2016 season. Um, so, yeah. And then they also said Hayward has a knee injury he's been dealing with, which is why he hasn't been in the lineup the past few weeks, so he will not be returning this season, which means that Jason Hayward has been has taken his last at-bat as a Chicago Cub. Was it a roller to second? I can't remember. I don't remember. I just remember all the sudden mere days after David Ross made that comment about, um, like, oh, yeah, loyalty and having Hayward in the lineup every day. Then all of a sudden, oh, he's injured. And, oh, we're just never going to see him again. Something tells me that Jed Hoyer heard those comments and he was like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm already putting up with, like, the shit, like, public relations thing with the whole rebuild and is it a rebuild or not. Nah. And then for David Ross to say that, I'm sure he would not please. So. Hey, maybe in a way David Ross saved us from having to watch him play baseball again. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> maybe? I can already tell he's going to have his off-season workouts and sign with somebody with a minimum or minimum pay and just like a 900 OPS. That's too bad. Luke Voigt homer. It was only a solo homer and the Cubs are up four one. That's okay. Um, Wait, did you, what are you saying? You 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 can already see how Jed Hoyer's gonna sign somebody with a minimum. No, I said I can see how Hayward's gonna sign with somebody for minimum wage and have like a 900 OPS season. Oh, that's not happening. But 
would be funny if it did. If it happened, good for him. I wouldn't care in the least. Yeah. You know. Hayward. He's still kind of young. Uh, but yeah. Uh, well. Well. So that was a good day. Yeah, I guess so. We got rid of Hayward and got Fran Reyes. Hayward was a great person and a great teammate, but in the end, he was kind of a shit baseball player. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's just kind of the way it is. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, he was, you know, he was decent, but, you know, it was his favorite. No. No, no. He was quite terrible. uh, Keep it real here on the Cubs. Yeah, no Cub fan is really too sad to see him leave the baseball field. He was a good guy, though, so the Cubs have already said they'd like to have him back as a coach, maybe. So, there was that. Yeah, he can take over the director of morale spot. Oh, Nico has an RBI tonight. Nico Horner, man. This is insane. If only we had had him. Can you imagine what would have happened in 2018 if we had had this Nico Horner? Oh, man. So much different. Yeah, like, if we had had Nico Horner back when we were, like, really good and our problems were, like, hitting with runners in scoring position and just putting the bat on the ball. And Nico's really good at that. I thought that was 2019. Oh, well, that was, like, 2018 through the end of the whole reign of, through the end of the era of the core. But just I'm just imagining, like, that pennant race we had in September with the Brewers. If we had just had Nico for one of those games, maybe it would have been different. Maybe we would have won. Maybe. C-Shack is pitching, which is why we're starting. Speaking of 2018. Cubs legends. Steve Seashake. Hasn't been the same since 2018 because Joe Madden actually went up into the ground. Yeah, I remember he got pitched for like 70 innings. Yeah, he put, yeah, I remember that. Like he had the previous season, he had pitched like 40. Or every year of his career, he pitched 40, and then all of a sudden he was pitching like he pitched like 72 innings for Joe Madden, and then the year after his arm fell off. I remember that. That was a pretty good So, yeah, it's a good... The uh, other thing about the Hayward, though, it's like, well, now that Hayward's gone, you're getting rid of him, you're getting rid of Simmons. No. It's not a clear sign that they're like, okay, now we're going to try to win, but it's like, hey, now they now maybe they're like, well, we're going to try to get some quality players in here, young players, and we're going to start turning the corner maybe towards, you know, the... A wave of young talent. And we're getting people out of the way now. Swing, magical. Yes. Jesus. Wonder when Brody's time is gonna come to an end. Oh, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Maybe they'll just DFA him one day. Well, his roster is gonna make. Maybe they'll just be like, yeah, David Bodie has been. DFA'd. How much more money is he owed? Oh, I don't know. It can't be that much. Isn't that like twenty million? Total? What was his extension again? Uh what was it? It was like five years and something. I guess we even do that. I don't know. So it was because of Grand Slam. 
the Grand Slam is the only reason David Bodie is even still on the show. I keep thinking that. Like, the only reason anyone actually knows who David Bodie is is because of that Grand Slam. If he had struck out there, he would not have been extended. He would not be on the team. That Grand Slam changed his entire career. For awful reasons. Um, yeah. I'm looking up his contract here. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, I don't remember. Not to mind. I guess those are just those are options. Um, this year he's owed two point five million. Next year he's owed four million, and the year after he's owed five point five million. Yeah, after that, there's a club's op- club option for $7 million, but that I'm pretty sure that's not going to be picked up. I hope not. Then the year after that, there's another club, op- club option for $7.6 million. I feel like just if the Cubs can get a good bat this season and then this offseason and then get a good front-of-the-line pitcher to be in Because, you know, Stroman is good, but he's not like... He's, you know, I'm making the Italian okay symbol, as I'm saying. But he's not, like, not this. Whatever this thing, whatever this shape is with my hand, he's not that. He's not, like, the ace that you need. You need the guy, the ace that you need is the guy that throws, like, you know, upper 90s. Like that. Like that guy. Not the Grom, but, like, you need the guy that's going to, like. The Grom will be a free agent, so. He will be. Well, he has to opt out. I'm pretty sure he said he's going to. If he opts out, I got it. But why? Why would you opt out? That's so stupid. I don't know why he would do that. With his injury history, it'd be kind of a dumb decision. Plus, the Mets fans like him, and he's going to be like, it'd be weird if he opted out. If he opted out, please go after him, but we'll see. Yeah. I really want us to get Diaz. Uh... Oh, yes. Edwin Diaz. Oh, my God. Nick Madrigal called out on strikes, and Patrick Wisdom caught stealing third. <laughs> Somebody's going to die. All right. Um, well, we have a three-room. So. Okay. Well, I think that's about it. Diaz. Yeah. Uh, Diaz, shortstop, and a good front-of-the-line pitcher. The Cubs are looking real good. Then you can bring in like Matt Mervis, who is yeah, kind of hopefully, unbelievable. Hopefully, um, he gets called up in September. You know, Nietzsche Wendell gone. No, what, honestly, why not? Why Yeah, September, we might as well give Canario a shot, too. I mean, he's on the 40, man. He's killing it in the minors. Yeah, I agree. I, I, yeah, I think that's what like next year will be. They're gonna sign some free agents, and then next year there will be no more Frank Schwindels. There will be no more, and they might keep with them. But there well, will be Frank Schwindel might not even be on the team this end of the week. Yeah, it's probably gonna get DSA'd for Reyes. But that's what I'm hoping happens. Like you know, there there's no more veterans. There's no more Jonathan Viars. There's no more Schwindels. There's no more Haywards. There's just like, all right, we have these free agents that we Gosh. signed. Now we're gonna call up like Canario and Killian maybe again, 
and uh, Matt Mervis, and we're just going to put these guys out there, and we're just going to see how they do. I think that's what next year will be. Next year will be, all right, let's just call up the people we have now, and then the next year after that, hopefully, if everything goes right, you have the top prospects like Casey and PCA and uh, some other guys, maybe Jordan Wicks next year, too, at some point, um, and then you start seeing the youth movement maybe starting next year. And I think the Hayward move kind of signifies that, how they're like, we're going to start shifting away from that now. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I think that's about it. Yeah, that's it. Um, next episode will be after the National Series. Yes. So, uh, until then, we're going to sign off here. All right, goodbye, everybody.